these bikes here. Hello everyone, this is Mike Brown here. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. song before it wasn't clicking for a second when <clears throat> you told me a little corrosive conformity i like that yeah i like that sound definitely well i wouldn't know i've never seen it no it's too bad i couldn't even remember their freaking name <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the metal world they're a pretty big fan i mean they're, they're you know they're, they're well known i like it i like that sound they got a lot man yeah stuff. yeah they're they're good stuff yeah, you're our resident metalhead, so... Yes, I am. That's the deal. That's the deal. I'm broadening my horizons in that area. I didn't listen to a whole, whole lot of metal before. But I'm starting to listen to a lot more of it now. And uh, Everybody should. Well, yeah, I like that. I like punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the Pennywise that. thing has got me going. They're good, dude. Yeah. They, they don't have very Thanks many... Thanks to Cole Seeley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, so, I, I know they're big in the, you know, the Moto videos, but mm-hmm. I was kind of out of the scene... When that was big, like mm-hmm. I'd taken a hiatus from after some injuries and right. having a kid, and so I missed a lot of that. So like Pennywise, I, I didn't know anything about him really until yeah. I've heard of him. You know, I, I hear the name Pennywise, but after Cole kept talking about it and played some stuff on mm-hmm. the the sound check, I was like, I gotta check this out. And, yeah, well, it's been in the last six years that I've really gotten into that to Pennywise and stuff. I mean, it it just for a long time I just I didn't care about music at all, and then I started liking it again. You know? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm into it. I mean, I, I took I downloaded the whole discograph- discography. I'm kind of just doing two albums at a time. Discography. That's a hard word. Yeah, that's. A, Can you imagine TJ trying to spell that? <laughs> No, because he couldn't. Bumper. <laughs> How did he spell bumper? B u m m p e r. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm not shocked. But uh, anyways, what's up, guys? Moto X Pod Show episode 54, dude. 54 already. Yeah, wow. that's, that's a little over halfway to 100, I think. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Don't let uh, <laughs> our other person count that. But uh, yeah, man, uh, we've actually probably got three or four more than that. But we weren't really keeping Counting up them. with them. Yeah, we weren't That's keeping up I, with them at that before point. Before I started. Well, those early ones just blew chunks. They were terrible. <laughs> I listened so. to them all when um, TJ first told me about it. And then I think I texted you guys. And yeah. You guys were talking about um, Mad Skills. Were we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You and Phil. Phil was talking about how good he was. He was, I, yeah. Before I met Phil. And I had the text. TJ, I said, who is this guy? Because I, I had to find him. And then he just kicked my ass. Yeah, he had Phil. Yeah, Phil, Phil dominates just, at that. There was a time where that dude was like number ten in the world or whatever. He still pops up as one of the top guys in America. A lot. Does he? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. I'm terrible at that game. I'm about to freaking quit. I, well, yeah, you don't ever race me anymore. I don't race anybody. I just do the jams and that's it. I'm just I'm kind of sick of it. It's mm. I've got as good as I'm going to get, and I just yeah. Don't care well, that's anymore. why it's to me it's still fun to race my buddies because the jams like as you play. Every time you win, the next guy's a little bit harder, and I get to a point where I can't play. But if I play my buddies who are at least somewhat equal to me, like mm. you and I are pretty close. Yeah, you're a little. We can go than back me. and forth. You know, I might win two or three in a row, but then you might win two or three in a yeah, row. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll start playing you again. But uh, yeah, you know, back to it. Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, York Welly and Fab, MX Girl Designs. TPJ Racing. Guys, I'm Muscle Mark. With me is Darkside. Say hi, Darkside. Hi, Darkside. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hey. running the board tonight. TJ's out of town working, so hopefully everything's going to go smooth. Uh, this is my second time doing it. As much crap as I like to give TJ, he is way better at that than any of us could be. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, it's honestly not super difficult, but it's nerve-wracking for me anyway. It's like I'm just like, oh, did I push the right yeah. button? Like, are we recording right now? It says we're recording. I'm kind of dumb on computers. I mean, I can operate one, but with right. this kind of shit, like, I don't know. I'm more fearful that we'll get done. Like, tonight we have Alex Martin. Who else? Logan France. Dylan Cha-cha, Osborne. Dylan Osborne. And I'm afraid we'll get done, and there won't be anything there. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Let's not jinx ourselves right now. Right. That will, uh, yeah, that be that would suck for sure. Yep, we're going to have uh, Chorley Designs KTM's Alex Martin joining us to talk about his off-season prep and whatever the hell else we can get him to talk about. You okay over there? You good? Just taking a drink of my sweet tea. I, I, I muted my mic. You don't have to mute your mic. It's okay. cool. TJ's, well. TJ's not here. We don't have somebody getting annoyed at that. But that's why I don't use those freaking headsets, dude. You can hear everything. I like the headsets. Other than last week's show. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, I listened back and like I, I don't feel like I'm as loud as you normally. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like these mics yeah, better. But I know? like not having to. I like it. Like, I can lean back, and I don't have to worry about the mic being yeah, on the table. So for sure. For anyway. Sure. Yeah, we're going to have the lovely Miss Dylan Osborne join us. She's a former Monster Girl, currently uh, going to be a 5150 Energy Girl. She's also the girlfriend of uh, privateer hero Dustin Pipes, yep. TPJ Racing's T- Dustin Pipes. Yeah, I don't know that he's with TPJ this year. Is I think, he not going to be? I think he may be doing, have a different deal. We'll ask her about that. But, yeah. you know, she, she and he are still considered part of the TPJ family. I mean, that – yeah, but I think he has a different deal. But we'll we'll find out. Yeah, it's good. I see a lot of guys get kind of doing that. There's another Suzuki team that's popped up and some other stuff. But uh, we're gonna have our buddy Logan France on another TPJ. I don't know what he's gonna do this coming up year, or, but uh, we're gonna ask him. So, yeah, yeah. I know I mean, him as TPJ Racing. So. Yeah, I mean, for those that may not have listened earlier on, you and I met him at uh, Lakewood. Lakewood. Mm-hmm. He was a privateer doing his first race. Uh, Ted Parks Sr. helped him out, and, man, he's a really good dude. His dad was super nice, and mm-hmm. we did a little interview with him trackside. And I I want to say we had him on right after that. I don't remember. We may have, but. And, it, and we had so many people on. They, um, they're all but, blending together at this point. But, yeah, we want to talk He to made them. the show his first national. He, yes, he made yes, the Fast he did. 40. At Lakewood, he sure did. Yeah, he did. Yep. He did good. You know, he was riding a Honda yep. for a while, and then he switched to KTM. i got to ask him about yeah, that. Well, yeah, we'll, I don't we'll know talk what the to him. with that. But uh, they were going to have uh, MX Girl Designs, Charlene Campbell. We're going to talk to Cha-Cha. I want to hear about the uh, – Rio the vintage probably. race at uh, Rio this past weekend. Yeah, it looks like they had a blast, as they always do at those. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to get into that scene. I just got to get to where I want to work on something. And you don't work on a vintage bike. 
Yeah. And I don't work on shit. So. I don't really like working on stuff. I like to build just ride. Yeah. Well, that's the deal. I've got a 96 CR250 in my garage that's just a power valve keeps gumming up on it. I don't want to fix it. So. <laughs> right. It, uh, it's just sitting there. But, I remember those days. Well, and it's got uh, broken spokes and all that crap. I, ugh, I need to get it running because I want to ride it. But Yeah. Anyways, what's up on your two smoke? Uh, same as before. I just have to line up some time to make the drive down to Gulf Shores, Alabama, or Gulfport, Mississippi. One, I can't remember. Mm. One of the two, and go get it. Um, yeah, it'll probably be the first of the year. So that'd be a fun one. Before I can sure. get the time to do it. Yeah, we got a bunch. You know, holidays coming up, a lot going on, and just no time to make a drive down there. Yeah. No money. I mean, we got Supercross coming up, and mm-hmm. oh, I hear you. Yeah, trying to. I booked my room for that. Trying to put money aside to. Have a good weekend. We're going to go ride three palms that weekend, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, Dude, I want, I want one of those aluminum frame 250s. Yeah. I don't know why. I, all of a sudden, I kind of want one. So I only rode that bike for, for probably three or four months, maybe six months, but I was just getting back into riding, and really, I really sucked, even more than I suck now. So I couldn't begin to tell you how that bike was. Really? I don't remember. I bought the 06, 450. We uh we went to ride at um do you remember the name of the place that was in Palestine for a little while? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. It was the like name something ever. Paradise or something along yeah. those lines. Anyway, we were out there riding, and my buddy was like, "Ah, try my you know four fifties weren't hadn't hadn't been big for very long in 06. They were really just starting to take off. He's like, "Ride this bike." I was like, "Man, I don't want to ride a stupid four stroke. Mm-hmm. No way." And he finally talked me into it, and I made one lap. Came back and said, "Yeah, I'm getting one." That yeah. next that following Tuesday, I went and bought my bike. There you go. Still got it, it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So I couldn't tell you much about that bike. I don't know. I think they're okay. I had a '98 CR125, and that was the second year of the aluminum frame. First in the 125, and it was a turd. Right. But I mean, then again, I couldn't ride for shit back then either. Not 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 much different than now, <laughs> you know. But well, uh, you do fine when you actually go ride. You just don't go ride. I don't. I'm lazy. So. I mean, you told me all last week. Week we're like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm going to the new place in Canton, Texas, the Edge. Which, by yeah. the way, we need to talk about that. The place is awesome. Yeah. I I went Saturday. Yeah, you're like I'm going Sunday. I didn't so I get up Sunday morning, go to Dallas, do some stuff with my chick and uh, her middle daughter. And I text you, well, did you make it? Nope. No, I never got out of bed. I hate myself, but I never got out of bed. <laughs> Man. Dude, I don't know what my deal is. There's for a while, like I'll be bugging everybody to go riding and ride for a yeah. bunch, and then you won't be able to drag me to a track. I don't know yeah. why I'm that way. That's but, all I want to do. Well, I get at some point you have to take a rest from hitting the ground, and I hit the ground a lot, so <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Been there, dude. I took a beating last time. Whenever we raced Burleson, I hit the ground so many times that day. I didn't want to see a dirt bike again yeah. for a while. I was over it. And uh, but no, nah, I'm gonna get out this weekend. Well, I swear this time I will get out and go ride this weekend. You know, you and I have rode together a few times, and usually what we do is we go to open practice, and we go out, we do three or four laps, and we're exhausted. Yep. Well, I got to this new place, Canton, Texas, for those that don't know. It's called The Edge, owned by Shannon Nyday and his, his business partner. <laughs> Nyday MX Schools. Yeah, we go out there, and uh, when I first get there, they're just having open practice. Mm-hmm. So I went out, and I probably did six laps, which for my first – Time out on the track in the morning, I was pretty good. I got pumped up a little bit, rode, kind of was figuring the track out, liked it. Came mm-hmm. back, took a break, got a drink, went to go back out, and they were already set up for time practice. So I waited my turn. Um, I rode 20 minutes solid, which is a long time for me. Yeah. Came off, waited for my next turn, which was probably a half, uh, 40 minutes later, because they did three 20-minute practices. Went back out, ran another 20 minutes. Never really felt tired, just loved that track. Absolutely right. loved it. As soon as I got done, when they – when ours was over, I cruised over to the little Supercross track, which is kind of like a um, 
What's the thing in Oklahoma? The, it's, a, the mini- it's a replica of the Minios thing the in Florida. Minios type Supercross. It was a Supercross track, but very tame. Everything was pretty doable. Um, rode that for about 15, 20 minutes. You know, just third gear, kind of just very slow paced, mm-hmm. cr- just plugging along, jumping everything, except for the catapult. And some kid was out there, and he kept, you know, agging me on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And I was, nope, nope. Pulled off, caught my breath right before I was ready to go home. And I said, all right, I'm hitting this thing. And I pulled the trigger on it, no problem. That's it, I'm going home. Got Successful day. <laughs> Call it a victory. Then. Yeah, so I did not ride the Loretta Lens replica track, and I did not ride the GP track. They weren't ready really? that day, but they looked gnarly. But and it's four tracks. They're building a mini track. That's going to be five tracks in Canton, Texas. place had sand, clay, Gumbo, like a mixture of all kinds of dirt, was just awesome. Yeah. Fantastic facility. I look for big things out of that place because nobody's doing it like they are around here. That's reminiscent to what Three Palms does in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I don't get to go to Three Palms like I used to. We used to go a lot. I haven't been in a number of years. Probably three at least. so cool. I love that place. But, yeah, Yeah. it's probably been two for me. It was before I I broke my leg, so it's been two and a half years probably. Right. But uh, Well, we're going to try to get down there the second weekend of – January after Houston Supercross. Hopefully yeah, you'll make it and TJ make it. And I mean, there's no reason I can't go because we'll I don't have to work weekends. Yeah, I'm so. sure Hal Simpson will be out there with us. Yeah. Um, try to get him to go and who whoever else we get. Yeah, man, I'm down. It, uh, hopefully TJ's off work. He can go. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. I, man, I need some riding in my life, but just uh, I'm just being a bum. I don't – tired. I, I don't know. I'm just being – I'm making excuses now. <laughs> yeah, That's you are. straight up what I'm you doing. You are. So – but yeah, man, anyways. So we want to go ahead and yeah, man, get ready to get Alex uh, Martin on the phone? Go All ahead right, and let's, uh, let's see what's up with Let's A-Mart. set that up. All right, we're going to get to our first guest. He is Troy Lee Designs, KTM's Alex Martin. Hey, Mart, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much, fellas. Just enjoying the nice dinner on the East Coast. There you go. Where, yeah. where, where are you at right now, Alex? I'm in Claremont, ah, Florida. Okay. Nice. Well, hey, before we even get started... Congratulations. Yeah, congrats on the wedding, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a good day. Pretty fun to have all the friends and family in one place. And uh, the only downside is, like, like, two years ago at that time, because we got married out, it was an outdoor wedding in Minnesota. Mm. And uh, it was, like, 65 degrees. And then this year it was, like, uh, snowy and 38. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Well, yeah, and how was the uh... – how is the uh, Jmar Filthy Phil uh, reunion? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they, no, it's funny. Like, I mean, they've definitely been at odds all year, and uh, they finally, they kind of made up at the wedding. We actually had the bachelor party up in like uptown Minneapolis on Thursday, and uh, they were they were cordial, you know, but not by any means back to their old selves. <laughs> but. Yeah, they kind of made up because my brother actually gave a really good best man speech, and uh, I think Phil was kind of like, "All right, you're maybe not such a hard." <laughs> well, hopefully they'll they'll get back to their regular selves so we can enjoy some of the. Uh, well, we 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 don't get stuff. me wrong. We keep up with that through the pulp show, and it, it's oh, yeah. it's entertaining for sure. You know. Oh yeah. But sure. let let's talk about Alex Martin for a minute, man. How is your uh, off season prep going? Um. Yeah, so hang on, if it switches to Bluetooth here, I'm just giving you a warning. Okay, no okay. worries. Yeah, so yeah, off season's been going good. Um, so after the wedding, pretty much came right back November 1st to Florida, and we're about right now we're like two and a half weeks into 
His Bluetooth's kicking on. Yeah. You still there? You still there, bud? Yep, yep. All Sorry, right. guys. Yeah, we got you back. No worries. No problem. Yep, just the daily grind. It's, it's been tough, uh, but, you know, it's, the more work we do now, the easier it is uh, in season. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, you had a few injuries this year, but you had some really um, pretty good finishes. You know, how do you feel about 18 coming in? Do you feel as strong as you did going into 17? You know, about the same, any better? No, it's funny because I was, I was in California in October and we were kind of uh, just getting our feet wet again, Supercross, and then I did straight rhythm, which is kind of a new new thing for me. And uh, it was just nice because, like, it's nice to have – you know, I was on the Yamaha for four years and um, and really knew the ins and outs of that bike really well. And it, it's hard. Like, it, people don't realize, for us, like, we're so in tune with the bike and you're so dialed and you have, like, a certain feel. And it's really hard to switch bikes and just, like, for me, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm older, just to feel that or have that feeling right away. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I mean, this year or now, like, having a whole year in my belt is just awesome. Like, I know the team. I know the bike really well now. It's just, it's uh, kind of a it's, it's exciting. Yeah, I definitely uh, I, I think TLD KTM is a good place for you, and I really hope to see some really good things out of you this year. Well, uh, I tell you what, man, at Lakewood, that what, was you won the first moto, correct? Yeah. Yep. Dude, you looked really damn yeah. comfortable on it that moto. I was just like, wow, dude. It uh, we got up right. There's that on the hill over there, kind of after the start. You know, you go back down and you're coming back up. And there's that big. I think it's a step up. Yeah. Me and Jamie were standing yeah. like right there, and you do. You guys were just hauling ass over that thing, and I was like, wow. <laughs> it was it was pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. Thanks. No, that that Lakewood's one of my uh, more favorite tracks. I I enjoy the the jumps and stuff there, and it's actually. Like, I really like it because the altitude slows the bike down. So, yeah. for me, it's like I, I can ride it, like, really, really hard. Um, so, it's good racing. And, and especially there this year, we had some really good battles, both motos. Like, every – was it like the top five or six were all right there? Yeah, we uh, we talked to Forkner not too long ago, and I think he went something like 2-4 or something – or two three or yeah, i can't remember three, exactly yeah. what it was but and he ended up off the podium because you guys were so close the top yeah. four were just right there yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah was that was one. wild and that was actually my first national other than uh freestone here by where we live so that's my first time to get to go to somewhere else and man well, that was just a blast i warned him about walking up and down those hills because <laughs> i'd been to that race before and uh i don't think he was ready for that yeah, did the altitude take it out of you? A little bit. I'm, I'm 42, so everything takes it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. tell tell a little bit about straight rhythm. I think like maybe because I feel like one of your strength is your corner speed because you're just dynamite in those corners. When you take that away, what kind of dynamic does that create for you when you're just going straight? Yeah, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I love corners. You know, they they say corner for go and jump for show. Right. But yeah, straight rhythm is is unique. Um, like I said, I've never done it before, and I honestly I just didn't know what to expect. Like I was getting ready. We rode the whole month of October, two weeks uh, Supercross in in California, and I mean you can't really train for straight rhythm. Like I guess the the general idea is to try and not clip as much as you can and be smooth with your transitions and um, just try and drive through the rhythms. But I, I would have to say the hardest part with straight rhythm for me was 
our practice sessions, I maybe had eight runs in the morning, mm-hmm. and then we hung around for like three hours, and then we went and we did three qualifying runs, and then we had another two-hour break. Oh, wow. And then they went into the night show, and then I think the night show, I maybe, I don't know, by that time, I had maybe like 12 runs. So I was like, still like, there was a big quad section that was tricky. And I literally had just gotten that down in the qualifying run. And so, like, I was still learning the track as we were going. Yeah, that's um, not a lot of time on something like that. No. So, it was like, I mean, even Shane, my teammate in McRath, he was just like, dude, I was so nervous when we were sitting on the line, like, when we were racing each other. Like, it was so nerve-wracking because it's like you make one mistake or you clip, you know, you clip something and it's over. Yeah, Game over, yeah. You know? It's pretty cool for us as fans just because it's something different, you know, and of course with with this with this 2017 straight rhythm, we had all the hype of the two-stroke class, which really was pretty fantastic as viewers. We, we really enjoyed that. I mean, who would have thought Ronnie Mack and Stank Dog would be in the finals, but but I like it. I think the, the whole show, the way they put it on is really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, um, I watched it the year before and was, you know, at that time watching my teammates my new teammates and yeah. it was exciting to watch on the Red Bull TV app. Um, but I would have to say it's like racing it for the first time. I was really just like nervous. Cause I, I don't know if it's just the jumps and your, the intensity wise, like I, the, the lap time was 39 seconds this year. And I think I hit like 187 heart rate, which is, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a pretty, yeah. to get your heart rate that high in 39 seconds is pretty hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty intense. Yeah. So, um, you know, with 2018 right around the corner, first, do you know which coast you're going to ride? Um, so right now, it's where I, I guess it's up in the air. Like, I'm getting ready for West Coast. Like, I'm going to race West Coast, but I mean, it could change. Um, I guess I won't really know probably until around Christmas time. Um, but right now, like my teammate Shane and I were basically on the same same training volume, same load, and um, yeah, because, like, right now, I'm healthy, Shane's healthy, Sean Cantrell's healthy, but Jordan Smith is, I think he broke his, uh, was clavicle or something, or no, his, uh, navicular, sorry. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's a Yeah, that's a bad one there. In his foot, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but right now, I'm just getting ready, because that's where I was racing A1. Okay. Now, is there a certain protocol, let's say, you, you put all that work in, you're going, going, going and they just they switch you to east coast do you back the training back down for a little bit so you don't hit burnout or how does that work um yeah i mean for me it's you know i can take like you know two weeks off the bike and you come back especially when you've been training you take two weeks off you come back and you feel like you never missed a day so my biggest thing is uh if i don't race day one i definitely am going to take it easy for like a week um before I get back into the swing of it again. Right on. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I always wondered that about, you know, how that works with guys when they don't. Because most everybody, you know, that's in the 250 class won't know like you until right around Christmas time. Unless there's, like, say, Jordan's injured, so, you know, he's probably going to be an yeah. East Coast guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, with 18 coming up, also we have some new formats in Supercross. Um, there's a, a few of the triple crown events and then we've got the two east west which as a fan that's 
a highlight for me. How do you feel about the new format changes? What do you What do you feel like? What are your um, You think there's positives and negatives towards it? Um, I think it's awesome, actually. Like I'm, I think they needed to make a change, and I'm glad they didn't make like a drastic change. It's kind of ridiculous, right? Um, you know, I think it'll be really cool having the East West Shootout twice. Um, you know, because that's something as a two fifty rider, like we're all kind of wondering all season long, like, oh, which coast is better? And yeah. And it's kind of cool that we get to meet up before Vegas because Vegas obviously plays more to the West Coast rider, um, just with it being dry slick. And, you know, I, if I do race West, I guess we'll only see the new format where they do the three mains. Mm-hmm. We'll only once on the West, and I know East, they do it twice. Right. Uh, and then I also saw that West is going to do 10 rounds, and East only does, like, maybe nine or eight. Yeah, I think that's because of the extra East-West now since that – that race would normally would just be a East Coast race, but now it's a West Coast also. So you got so the West Coast got one more. Yeah, so no, I think it'll be cool though for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, some of the guys I know aren't stoked on it because it because when the East West guys are together, you know, it it, affect, it could affect the points in a championship a little bit. But as a fan, we get to see everybody at one time, and, and man, that's just that's some of the best racing I think. And it matters, points-wise. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you just, I'm open-minded and we'll see, we'll see how it is. I'm not going to be, you know, negative and bummed about it right. before it even <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, that's something they did, you know, back in the the '90s and all that. And then the the East West Coast rounds were there was two, three or four a year. Yeah, because Dallas used to be one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that was cool for us getting to go to that race because we got to see guys from both coasts we normally wouldn't have got to see. So from a fan standpoint, I think it's pretty cool. I know it can and shake up the points yeah. pretty good, and somebody might end up getting the raw end of the deal. But I mean, you never can tell with racing, anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you never know until the gate drops. But I will say I'm, like, really pumped that they got rid of the 450 semis. Are um, you? Just because, yeah, like, I just, me personally, like, when I was watching, like, as a fan, um, I just, I thought it drug on for so long. You know, like, the, the TV program with the two semis, like, it's kind of nice to have the two eats and then just go racing type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, it, sometimes they did drag on, you're right, uh, you know, and, I don't know, as a fan, you, you don't want that that lull. You want to be able to keep watching all the exciting races. You know, and I just – the LCQ is one of the most exciting races of the night, too, usually. And, you know, I, that's yeah. – I like I like that. So, as long as we can see, you know, the, like the seven-deuce-deuce and those guys, you know, trying to kill each other for the last couple spots, I'm stoked. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess having said that, though, you kind of reminded me. I remember, like, New Jersey and then Vegas. It was like the last two or three Supercrosses last year that the semis were actually probably the best races all day. Right, yeah. Uh, it, do, it does happen. So that happens once in a while, too. But I just, I'm glad that Feld is trying some different things, like you said, you know, and that's, you know, something that Mathis has been screaming for for years is just try something different. It's the same format, it's the same point system that it's been. For forever, and now they are slowly trying to do some different things. Whether they ever go to the chase, who knows? You know, but let's the the all the series last year, the Supercross, 450, 250, and the outdoor races were so good as far as the championship, and that's what we want every year, where the the points is close, everybody's battling. You don't really know who's going to win the championship till the end, and sometimes they may have to kind of 
manufacture that almost with changing the, the system, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I'm really glad though that they didn't do the the NASCAR style where they with arena cross, so they, you know, they would start over halfway through. Because I just, you know, that's one of those things where you have a guy that puts in the time and they're prepared, and, and you, you you find yourself with like a a decent sized gap halfway through the season, and you feel bad because the guy worked hard to get to that point. Yeah, you know, and then he has to start over from ground one. Like that's. I feel like that's kind of just for our sport. Like maybe NASCAR works. I don't know what the ratings are, but for for us, I would just I would feel like if Dungey had to start over, if it's Marv next year, like I'd be really bummed out for the guy. Yeah, yeah as, I would too. As far as the racers go, I definitely see that side. But as just a ca- like a casual fan, especially if if Dungey wins the championship with three rounds to go, it takes a little bit of the excitement out because you're like, well, he he's already won. It's over. So. I kind of see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's just racing. You know? Yeah. Right. So, qu- question. I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna jump subjects a little bit. Is uh, is so Claremont, Florida? Is that's kind of like the new Temecula, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It feels that way. I mean, you know, on in, in, any given day, we got uh, you know Eldon's down here, Rattrays, and and Ken, and Adam, and Pickle, and Shane, and uh, well, you know, Oldenburg was here when when he was on the team, and so there there's a lot of you know it does feel like Cali in that sense. There's a lot of people that they race there in this area. Well, it's uh, it's crazy that it's shifted like that because for so long it seemed like California was the place everybody had to be. But I don't blame you, like, because the the climate we live in here in East Texas is very is almost identical to what you guys get in Claremont. And, Dude, if it's any indication, it gets hot as hell here too. So I can't imagine there being any better prep for you know outdoor motocross than that. Plus, there's plenty of land out there, good dirt. You can build great practice tracks, and then you, now you got plenty of dudes to ride with. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it definitely helps with the intensity just having those teammates pushing it like that. For yeah, sure. for sure. So, Alex, do you have uh, this? May be an obvious question, but do you have a favorite track? on the outdoor circuit, I know the supercross tracks change every, pretty much every year, but national wise, do you have a favorite track? Would it be? Oh yeah. You know, I gotta, I only have one answer for that one. Yeah. I kind of figured you might say home. I'll get in trouble with mama if I answer anything different. Well, how about a second favorite track? I was waiting on him to bust out like Southwick or something. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm like a really big fan of Sam, but I honestly don't really like the Southwick track that much. Um, you know, and I don't know, it's just me, but, like, I don't think it gets gnarly enough. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I, I really like, obviously, you know, obviously Millville. Red Bud's a really fun one. Um, the jumps the jumps are just awesome there. Like, you can throw massive lifts off almost all of them. Um, I've always been a really big fan of, of High Point, for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's just, like, the natural terrain. It's got some really cool, like, just basically how they, they play into the hills. Right. The high points one. I actually really like Colorado. Um, yeah, that's about it, though. Okay. I guess for favorites, you know. Yeah. Well, I I just uh, I got to ride Glen Helen for the first time two weekends ago at the Vet Worlds, and I have an entirely new appreciation for what you guys do because I was. Not necessarily scared to death, but I was I wasn't far from being scared. To he death had to get, going he down had, those hills. He had to get a whole new set of underwear after going down <laughs> Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame you. That's that's 
downhill still scares me too. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're, I'm on the back brake hard and I'm about halfway on the front brake and I'm gaining speed, I'm just like, uh, well, now what? <laughs> and I kept looking over at the inside rut, thinking, okay, the pros make that get over there, but I don't know how the hell I can, I can't get over there. It was just, yeah, it was, I don't know, that was gnarly. That place is crazy. Yeah, no matter how much time you get on a dirt bike, you'll you'll never get you never be not scared of going down Mount St. Helens, you know. Um, and that's the thing is like you, I mean, obviously Millville is maybe about the same distance, but Mount St. Helens definitely steeper. Yeah. Um, it's like you know, we're not on on the gas, like coming down that hill, I like breaks the whole way. Wow. Well, there was a guy. Um, so in the the plus thirty pro, we had there was um Mike Brown. Brett Metcalf won. Mike Brown was second. There was a guy named Jason Potter. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's kind of a West Coast, you know, specialist. He won Mammoth. But anyway, he was easily twice as fast as Brownie going down the hill. He would gain six bike lengths every lap. Like, unfreaking real what he was doing going down this hill. Really? Yeah, I've never seen anything like Like, I thought Brownie was going fast. And then every lap, this dude would close in on him and then kind of lose the, the gap again in the rest track and then blaze down this hill. I can't believe there's not more carnage at the nationals, yeah. more dudes eating shit going down that hill. Cause it just looks sketchy. Yeah. Well, if you want to see carnage, you just got to go up there on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> they have quads. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, yeah with uh, like a lot of the teams do testing out there and yeah, um, we used to show up like at say 10 AM and, you know, used to think like that was when the track was prime. But then I've kind of learned that, if you can go there, like, around three or four, you know, everybody, like, the, the local guys start to clear out, and then they'll, they'll actually throw another load of water down for you, and then it, the track's actually pretty good, like, on a normal Thursday, but, um, you know, you'll in the, in the morning, you'll have 65s out there and 85s and set guys, and I've seen, like, 65s, like, maybe 50 feet from the top of Mount St. Helens, and they're, like, looped out, and kids <laughs> crying, and it's just like, what's going on, like, you wonder what these parents are thinking, sending their kids out there. Yeah, I could see that. I, I would think they would just cut that whole section out for the little kids. But hey. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want my little 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 one going down that one for sure. So, Alex, got one more question for you. So, you grew up, your parents, you know, your dad and mom own a motocross track. Um, you, you've been around. You probably There's probably not a, a piece of track work you haven't done a million times so when you're at a training facility and maybe they're a guy short on the dozer, do they give you the nod? Be like, hey, man, we need, we need somebody over here? Or, or tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, yeah, growing up in Millville, we always had equipment. Um, but then, believe it or not, actually, I really got pretty familiar with a skid steer when I was in Pennsylvania because uh, at 1110, Dad Sander, his dad had a, a track out of his property, and so he let me on the skid steer, and I would fix up some the jumps or whatever needed fixing up at the time. So I got pretty good with a skitty there. Um, my dad, believe it or not, he's kind of stingy with his equipment. <laughs> I can see that. Also, like, old John Martin, he just doesn't doesn't like his kids breaking things. Um, right. And then it, it do break something. Like I, one day I happened to break the, or I broke one of the teeth on the, on the ripper. And it was just like a whole process. Like I had to go to Plainview Power Sports or, and, you know, buy one of the teeth. And then they were like shipped from Washington State. And it took like three weeks to get there. And my dad <laughs> let me know it every day. Right. <laughs> you know, and of course, if somebody else had broken, it, it would have been no big yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so right. That's parents. No, like I, yeah, like it's, that's one nice thing about Big Factory is they have a, 
you know, a full-time guy there. And so for me, I just show up and the track is prepped and, you know, then I go home. <laughs> I don't right. have to think about it. Well, man, good enough. Good enough. Well, Alex, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time this evening, but thanks for coming on, man. We really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, fellas, thanks for having me on. Uh, best of luck with your podcast and, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. Yeah, man, we'll see you at Houston. And, yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Well, we'll see you at Houston yeah. if you're there. Yeah, if you're there at Houston. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks, Alex. Yep, see you. See you, man. Alex Martin, ladies and gentlemen, always a good interview. He's uh, just an upbeat, positive guy, and man, he's just kind of like, yeah, to to. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, Fun that's to talk cool, to, man. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and take commercial break and be back. Be right back. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. Com, and that's MXGirl, G-U-R-L. And tell her, Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. Hey, this is Chicken. Thanks for listening to Moto X Pod. All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, York Welding and Fab, 
MX Girl Designs and TPJ Racing coming up next. This lady's no stranger to a motocross track. Her uh, her boyfriend's a pretty fast pro himself, and uh, she is a general tire spokesmodel, former Monster Girl, and will be working with the 5150 Energy Drink coming up Supercross, the lovely Miss Dylan Osborne. Dylan, what's up? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. So uh, tell us how... You know, we're kind of looking at the other side of the sport a little bit. Um, you, you know, you're, like we said, your boyfriend's a uh, professional motocross rider. But how did you get into the modeling gig where you're actually doing this big-time modeling to begin with? Um, honestly, I started off doing just, like, small promotional work, um, working for, like, beverage companies. I worked for Budweiser um, when I was younger going and doing NASCAR uh, events with them. And um, it just kind of progressed. I had a couple friends um, reach out and tell me if I wanted to do more things. I, I really needed to find an agency and then um, that that would, you know, open more opportunities. And literally the day that I signed with one, I got, you know, the phone calls about General Tire. And next thing you know, they told me I had two weeks and I was flying to Vegas for the photo shoot. So awesome. it all took off pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you just got done with another series. Um, tell us about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. I um, worked for the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series. I did uh, so many races with them. It was to the point where I, every like like a Supercross or the Outdoor um, Nationals, I was out of town every weekend, Thursday to Sunday, and those days are long. It, that takes a lot of work. Um, we worked very closely with the Rockstar Girls uh, working for General Tire, mm -hmm. and um it's a lot. It's, that's a lot of work. People do not realize how hard and long those days are. You yeah, know, getting up so early and getting full face of makeup, hair, and everything, and being that heat and heels for ten hours. Especially, it's a ton of walking too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, and it's you something know, definitely. Go ahead. No, no, it's just definitely, it's different. It's yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I was ready for A lot of people, I think, see you, the, the girls and think, oh, they just stand there and look pretty and it's easy. But we've, we've heard, or I've heard, you know, like Mercedes Gonzalez and Diana Dahlgren on the Pulp MX show. And, I mean, they're just running the, the, you girls all over the place. And you have to, you know, even, you might not, you might have had a bad night the night before or whatever. You still got to smile and act like all the guys are, uh you know, that are trying to grope on you and looking at you, like, you got to you gotta act like nice they're, to them. They're not there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. You have to have a strong backbone. Some people are going to say, like, the gnarliest things to you sometimes, but you just kind of have to, like, it's your job. So yeah. You kind of have to be like, okay, on to the next one. Like, I'm definitely, definitely got thick skin from doing this. Um, people say things, and you just kind of have to be like, oh, well, you're just, unhappy next like so yeah well have you ever had to deal with a, have you had to deal with any gropers um a, um a couple you know a couple times like um jamie's very interested in yeah they want to like hug on you yeah and um <laughs> throughout you know my experiences i've learned a lot of tips and tricks from other girls who have been doing it longer of how to pose in certain pictures with people so that they don't have they don't have the opportunity to you know, put that arm around you or, you know, put their arm in certain places. Yeah. Um, so we learn, we do it. We have a lot of 
tips and tricks you ever notice in certain pictures, but how we prevent it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you guys do an, an incredible amount of work. We were at the, the Lakewood National this year, and I think we were on top of the hill talking to one of the um, – was it the with Lucas girls? Maybe? Yeah. That was the, the, the girls that the, hold the, the – The 32nd board. Well, yeah. yeah, and this is on top of that hill at Lakewood. And, is, and anybody who's not been there, it is a hike up this thing to get back down to the starting line. And I swear five minutes later, it was a moto fixing start, and she was down there holding the 32nd <laughs> yeah. board. This is the top of the hill. We're talking to her, took some pictures with her. Didn't grope her, didn't like Jamie's talking about. We're just very respectful. And I'm married. My wife would kill me, and I'm just a respectful guy. I wouldn't do that anyways. But I I don't know how you guys do that, and especially if you're having to wear heels. Ugh. Yeah. I don't oh, know. there's there's tracks back home that I that I've carted for. And I'm I sport like I one of the last times I did it was like forty five motos. Wow. And no breaks. I mean I had people I had a little chair a little umbrella and they've brought me like lunch and everything but it and a lot of times there's two gate drops so it's yeah. like run out there and you, your arms get a, you know, a lot of work but it's you know running back and forth it's and it's uh, not to mention like from back where i'm from that heat and that humidity is god awful and so like i said not to mention you you have to keep that smile and yeah you still have to look good while you do it and right. it's hard Oh, it's I, I, when I wear heels, I just I can't walk yeah. on the track. I don't J- know. Jamie's always sore after he gets done wearing heels, and uh, <laughs> but uh, so were you involved with motocross before you got into modeling, or did that kind of come with the the jobs you got? Um, I always had friends that um you know rode, and um, growing up, I went to the track a lot. Um, but as far as like the you know working for Supercross and um, outdoors. Um, that kind of came with the the modeling part of it. So my first my first Supercross I worked with Dallas last year, um, and I just happened to get approached by one of the teams, and they asked if you know I'd be interested, and mm-hmm. so I did it for the next like four or five races. Um, so that's and that's where how me and Dustin met. So um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It's had lots of blessings and have come out of those opportunities. Right. Well, you know, speaking of uh, Dustin, um, you know, how is that dating a professional athlete like that? And, you know, he has to train a lot. And you're busy, too, it sounds like. So how do you guys make your schedules work? That has actually been the hardest part because, um, at, like, once Supercross happened, we were, we, were, we were lucky and we were privileged and um, to be able to – each other every weekend because we're working the same event yeah. so it was nice we got share hotels and um travel together but um once that uh lucas Oil, the off-road racing series happened our our schedules put us completely opposite directions i mean like the closest we ever were were i was in tacoma and he was in um somewhere else in washington and that that part's hard we've gone like at least two weeks maybe longer without seeing each other just because he would be on the road, like traveling to another race, riding in the rig, and I would be flying from here to there. So um, it's just finally calmed down a little bit as mm-hmm. far as the traveling for the two of us. But you know, we got another month and Supercross starts. Yeah, it does. We'll be working together, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, speaking of Dustin, how's he liking that new bike? Oh, he loved it. He looks so good on it. I, <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. Today was his first day, um, you know, training for um, Supercross again. So, um, just, you know, watching and 
getting back in the swing of things. I mean, I always go to the track with them, you know, the getting up at the 6 o'clock in the morning and being out there, packing that gear bag, making sure he's got all his little snacks and everything's in there. Um, so it's fun. It's, it's fun to watch. I mean, he's liking it, so. Yeah. Well, that's Feels good. good. That's awesome that you, you like it and you're involved with it and you help him out because I mean, that's really important for somebody that it – well, it's even important for us as amateurs, but as a professional, you've got to have – a girlfriend slash wife that is supportive and understands and wants to be a part of it. Cause I, I just can't imagine a relationship working if you weren't supportive. Right. I, I, I couldn't imagine that. And I, I think about that often. Like what if I wasn't into this or like sometimes I'm like, man, I do not want to be here. It's so hot out here. <laughs> yeah. Man, I do not want to be here. Like it's just, you know, not a good day. I, I, I see all the other things I could be doing. <laughs> right. That's my thing. I'm laundry I could be doing, but I just want to be able to be there that way. You know, these are, we're talking about guys here. They don't talk about like the, the odd stuff or how they really feel to other people. So like, you know, that's when you find out, Oh, what's hurting a little bit, you know, yeah. can you hurt, can you rub this? This hurts really bad. Like, <laughs> well, so how about, that, that how about the, re, the, the flip side of that? You know, when you're modeling, if he doesn't have, you know, if he doesn't have to be training, does he go do events with you and, and support you in the things that you do? Is he able to? Um, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely supportive of it. You know, we've had those conversations. I'm like, you know, this is my, this is my job. Like, so, um, you would think I have a lot of people that say, I don't know how, how, how he does it. Like you have to wear these outfits and you have to literally pretty much just make men happy all day. And I'm, you know, it takes a lot of trust and, when it comes to like him helping out the modeling, I've invited him a couple times, but he's just like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I want to sit there. Yeah, that which be, I understand. It'd be hard to watch that, I think. But at the same time, like I'm the kind of guy, like I like my chicken little slinky stuff, and I like, I <laughs> yeah. like it when we go out and dudes look at her because I'm like, yeah, that's my chick. Yeah, you know, I kind of like it. Right. Now, if I wasn't there. Then I might have a little bit of some, maybe a little insecurities. I'll be honest. Like if I knew she was, you know. If my chick was out wearing the monster outfit and I was, like, in a different state, I might be a little bit, like, uh, not too comfortable. But I, I think it's kind of cool, though. That's cool that he, you know, he, he definitely has to be a secure dude. I'll tell you what, that, that's got to, that's gotta like, strengthen your relationship a lot. It, it would have to, right? But it does on, it does on both ends because yeah. – you know, we I've seen, you know, the girls that message him. I mean, just the idea of, you know, him racing dirt bikes professionally. Girls are flocked to that. So it's on but it's definitely something that we both experience. So we both sit back and laugh at the things that people message us. And yeah. So we're I would say we're both pretty secure on both ends. That's what and that's what I think I like the most about our relationship is people like we go through the same thing, we experience the same thing, we laugh at the same type of people that yeah you, you know see how far they can get yeah yeah um, Brittany chisholm was telling us about uh you know kyle was up at a race in canada she was home at florida and some girl basically messaged her and said snapchat like, yeah or snapchat her basically was telling her i'm gonna you know fuck your husband tonight or i'm or whatever along something along those lines and, <laughs> whoa jamie no, yeah and Brit Brittany was like yeah good luck you know <laughs> yeah us east coast girls are crazy i would <laughs> I wish a girl would mess with me with some crazy crap like that. Right, right. Well, you know, in, in the 5150 deal, you told me uh, off air that's going to be West Coast only, correct? Uh, Probably, more than likely. I'm pretty sure they don't send their whole rig all yeah. the way across. But 
that's what I'm kind of like I'm excited about. I I'm excited about working maybe for like you know half the season and the rest of the half being a girl being the girlfriend. So right. that is I'm looking forward to that having that opportunity. So like last year I I didn't get to do it as a be girlfriend as much and the few times I did it was it was so much fun. So um you know working definitely has its perks too, but. I've already got the prize, so I don't, you know, yeah. it's all right. But I, I want to be there for him, and you know, get to watch him qualify, and absolutely, you know, just be there the whole time. Well, I've got a couple more quick questions for you. Um, I was looking at your okay. resume, and you have your measurements. Is that something that they actually like? Do they really? Could that, like, that make or break? Could that make it... or break a deal if like your measurements aren't what they're looking for? Yeah, definitely can. Especially, I mean, honestly, hair color. Um, that's another big thing. Um, some people, they, they have a number of spots of girls they want. And if they want all brunettes, they'll put all brunettes. If they want all blondes, they'll put all blondes. If they want every other, same thing with your measurements. Um, you know, they, some companies order, you know, certain sizes. And if, gotcha. and with your measurements, like that has a lot to do with, you know, um, your figure, but then they still want pictures and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and a lot of jobs I've had to do Skype interviews. So, like they want you in kind of like athletic wear just to kind of see what you look like. Because with this day and age, you know, yes, you can do a photo shoot and you can, um, and that photographer can pose you and you know fix you all up, make you look you know great. But that doesn't mean you're going to look that good in person. And right, with promo right. modeling, it's really a lot on how you look in person. So. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I just as a guy, I'm like, it's so so foreign. Yeah, yeah. You know? I would. I guess that's just part of the business, though. But I mean, yeah. it's kind of like, wow, you you went there. <laughs> you asked her that. Like, I get my throat cut at home for asking right. that. You know? No, I'm kidding. Right. But well, a lot of my bosses have been men. A lot of times I've worked for men, and it's and I love. And a lot of times it's crazy how like professional people. Not crazy. I can't say that because men aren't crazy. I'm sure they're thinking it, but I been blessed with having bosses that have been men that have really, you know, handled everything in such a professional way and um, not really made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, um, That's good. Definitely been blessed. Well, yeah. stay out of Hollywood. They're, they're not, they're not making people feel too comfortable these days over there. Oh yeah. I try not to. I, I, we stay, we live in Fresno, so I'm okay with that. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Uh, you know, and a few years ago I had a, one of our local racers who's a pro, his, his girlfriend, worked a a tent for the Dallas race and she was telling me that like they want her to pretend that she does not have a boyfriend like she has to pretend like she's single do you ever get any kind of stipulations like that where they tell you you know oh yeah really oh I can tell you right now it says in my contract to camera jewelry so like that includes wedding rings like we have I work with girls that are married and you're not allowed to wear I mean if if you have if you're uncomfortable with that stipulation, then they don't need you. Do you mind? So, I've got a question about does, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay. Dylan. Go ahead. No, no, that that's. I know that sounds so strange to people, but our job is to is you're not supposed to speak so much on the, your relationship because that's not appeal. You're there to be appealing to the male eye. Yes, because so. we're supposed to think okay. that we could actually leave with you. Exactly. That's wow. <laughs> Think that they have a chance have absolutely no chance. Right. That that I just that blows my mind. I guess I'm just not. Yeah, it's thinking. It's, it's strange. I never thought about it that way before. You know. 
Well, that's what I mm-hmm. think it was Mercedes was saying. This is a couple years ago, but she was saying like guys would like you know they basically treated her like she was a object and they could get her and like they would grab her butt and I mean that's just it kind of blows me away that people would really act that way. Like I mean, as a guy, yeah, we're we're dirty dogs sometimes and we think things, but to, to act on that yeah. is just ridiculous. Well, yeah, some. Sometimes people are very disrespectful, and yeah. like when alcohol is involved, it's even more disrespectful. But but there's girls like me and a, and um, a couple other girls I work with. We're from the south, so that doesn't really fly too well with us. Like yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I try to give off this vibe. Yes, I'm working, but I don't ever put too much. Too I don't I don't get too relaxed around people for them to feel that they, that that's an opportunity. That right, can right. Yeah, and I've noticed that with some of the girls. Some of the girls are yeah. There's there's some that are somewhat flirtatious, and then there's some that mm-hmm. are. It's obvious you know they're doing a job, and and that's you know, that's what it should right. be. Right. So I don't hey, even try to talk to them most of the time. I mean, I'm they, they always talk to me. I can't help it. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, no, no. It's a joke. That's the thing. I'm very personable, yeah. and, I, and I'll sit out with anybody. I say hey to everybody that walks by. But, you know, there's a fine line, and I, if I feel like you're coming to close to crossing it, I'll shut it down quick. Right. So. Hey, well, good for you, girl. So. T- tell those kooks <laughs> how it goes. My last question that's is right. My last question is tattoos. Is that um, frowned upon in – the type of modeling you do? Uh-huh. Um, it really depends. Okay. You, um, I've had jobs submitted to me that say no tattoos. Um, it depends on the company, depends on their image. I've had companies that, that in the box that said tattoos preferred. Um, okay. I have two tattoos, but um, they're in a in places that I find to be uh, configured enough. From, if you're looking at me from the front, if I was to walk up to you and shake your hand, you wouldn't see my tattoos. So, right. I mean, I have one on my forearm and one on the back of my hand. So, gotcha. Um, I maybe if I could tell myself a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have gotten them, knowing that I would be doing this type of work. Right. But I think like now they make me who I am, so I'm okay. I'm okay with it. If I get turned down because of one, I'll, I'll be okay. Right on. Well, I like tattoos. Yeah, so we've think... all got tattoos here, so you're in good company. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, right, Dylan, good, good. Dylan, we really appreciate you coming on, and I really look forward to actually getting to meet you and Dusty at uh, Dallas and Houston. We'll be at both for those sure. races for sure. He'll be the creeper with the long ponytail. Just look out for yep, him. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right. I'll, be, um, I'll, I'll, I'll have my eyes and ears open, but y'all make sure you come and say hey. We, we do, will, we will for sure. Dylan, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You, you too. as well. All Dylan right. Osborne. I'm oh, sorry. Dylan Osborne, ladies and gentlemen, I like I like getting those different perspectives and, and hearing about different because there's that's jobs inside the industry that don't get talked about a lot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, and dude, those girls have got to be just tough as shit to deal with the creepers. They yeah, deal it's with. pretty interesting. I don't know if you've heard the pulp ones with that Diana was on. And I have it. And those are those are several years back. Yeah, the though, Mercedes one was pretty good because I mean she had some pretty interesting stories, you know, and she seemed pretty smart, you know, intelligent. Mm-hmm. Not that Diana's wasn't good, but Mercedes was really well good. And well, what the they, hell ever happened to being a gentleman? Why are dudes such creepers? I mean, it really, it's like you think about like when guys go to strip clubs. That's how they act, or that's how I, we act. I mean, when we were younger, I mean, I don't know about you, maybe you didn't, but I mean, I'm pretty. Oh, I'm a, been, I feel like I'm a gentleman, but we act stupid. I've been in a lot of strip clubs. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but you know, I always try to be cool. And but wow. you, you usually, especially when you're young. Oh, you'll you be think, an idiot. Oh, this chick's young. into me. Yeah, for sure. You know, for you sure. just it's it's not 
you can't help it. It's like yeah. it's just part of our DNA. Unfortunately, yeah. we're idiots. We're, we're dogs. I mean, we're total dogs. Yeah, we're idiots. But hey, man, but anyway. let's let's go ahead and get our next guest on the phone. Be right back, guys. All right. All right, guys. We're gonna get to our next guest. He's the Moto X Pod Show's favorite privateer, TPJ Racing's Logan France. Logan, what's up, dude? Not much. Uh, day by day, uh, just trying to get ready for the next season. Are you gonna? Are you? Are you doing outdoors again? You gonna try to do Supercross, Arena Cross? What's up with you, man? I'm gonna try to do outdoors. Um, as I don't have my Supercross license. Okay. Um. I got my pro license after the year that they switched from the, you know, combined licenses. Right. So, um, so and I have you... a little injury. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a, uh, a little injury. Well, a little big injury. Um, I've had it for about two years, a uh, shoulder injury and, uh, looking at possibly getting that fixed. Um, I have a labral tear and, uh, doesn't look too good from MRIs and, uh, trying to get some therapy to get it, you know, as best as we can and see what we could do but um if i have to get that worked on you know i'll probably hit the last three nationals maybe four nationals if i'm lucky but wow. um dude i live i live with a labrum tear i've had it for probably nine years and never gotten it fixed and uh i feel i feel your pain it sucks yeah and um you know just a little worried because i've dealt with it for two years i had my left shoulder you know redone and uh I'm just not sure, you know, whether to get it fixed now or, you know, try to wait. Um, my work has a big part of, uh, you know, to do with it, too. i um, got to work around that schedule because that's the stuff that pays the bills. Yeah, they, they t- the doctor told me to get – they do a, a surgery. It's it's called – it's a bicep tendon relocation that, that's supposed to help that, and it's a lot shorter recovery time. I just haven't gone and gotten it yet. Like, I need to because my job's very physical. All my hobbies are that way. And, dude, I go to bed every night just grimacing. It sucks. Oh, yeah. I'm uh... – I'm taking probably about three naproxens a day, and uh, you know when I get home, get home from working two jobs, and you're just like, oh, this is uh, not good. Definitely, so. definitely. Let's let's talk about your uh, your first season here. Uh, it was your first outdoor season, correct? This past summer. Yes. Yeah. Was, when, uh, when Lakewood your first race? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. We, we, we glad met you. That was the I first. Was, pumped to be a part of that man glad yeah. we got to talk to you and interview you and you did good that day man you made the fast 40 and uh, looked great out there yeah it was uh it was quite the experience uh really uh a dream come true um you know uh my season kind of started really good and then just slowly kind of got worse um you know didn't make the show for the rest of the year um was very very close southwick i was under a second um you know, and I always missed it by like six spots, five yeah. spots, seven. And uh, I just, you know, I really, I knew what I lacked um, was a lot of riding time. Um, work kind of got busy and had to work with that. Um, I probably only, I'd say, 70 hours from March till the last race, which was Ironman on my bike. Um so that's not really that much riding to be able to try to compete at a professional level. No, not at all. What do you do for a living? I'm a uh, wood refinisher for Mac Concepts. Okay. Um, based out of Maryland, um, Upper Marlboro. We do a lot of uh, 
a lot of work for Ritz Carlton, Marriott, um, you know, all the big hotels. Oh, dang. Um, You're doing upscale stuff. Yeah. I've, uh, I've kind of worked just about every job, uh, that's out there really. Yeah. Um, started working, uh, you know, hard labor when I was young, building construction and all that, then got, uh, a welding job for a little bit and then worked on a farm and currently I work on a farm and also for Mac Concepts. Okay. When there's nothing to do in the shop, they have me out, you know, fixing fences. <laughs> um, we have four miles of fences that gets, you know, weed whacked every week, so it, it's pretty busy and right now I'm doing a uh, side job at a butcher shop. Wow. And that's what really tries to pay for my racing um even though I don't, you know, I always end up pitching in my uh, bill money. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, on an average week, with all this work you're doing, what does your training schedule look like? Oh, it's uh, it's pretty hectic. Um, you know, I did a Rhino Power program. Um, I'm one of their sponsored riders. Okay. And um, I was stuck on their program, and it, you know, depending on the work day, if I had to be at work early, you know, I went to work early and, you know, I work my eight hours. Um, some days it's 10, 12. I've had days up to 14, 16, 18 hours in one day. Um, so, it, you know, it varies, but usually, you know, I work an eight to 10 hour day average and uh, I'd either get it done in the morning or I would get it done in the afternoon. Um, I always trained every day, but the riding aspect, being on the East Coast, the weather's not exactly perfect. Um, and, you know, not having the exactly the financial backing I need, I'd also have to watch the uh, the hours I put on my bike. Yeah. Right. Now, you, so, were, you were riding a, uh, I don't know, jump subjects for a minute. You were riding a Honda at Lakewood, right? Yes, sir. Did I see and, you uh, on a KTM somewhere? Yes. I made the switch halfway through the season. And um, can you t- talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I, uh... The Honda, I really like the Honda, but uh, I kept on breaking the gas tanks on them. Oh, wow. For whatever reason, that happened, and, uh, you know, couldn't really figure it out. And, you know, I missed a total of a month and a half because of, you know, that situation. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, you can't sit there at a professional level and not have a bike. So I went and got out another loan and uh, got a KTM. I rode a KTM. I liked that. I said, okay, I'm going to go this route. And their contingency is uh, pays out pretty well. There you go. There that you makes go. sense then. I mean, yeah, you, you definitely got to put yourself in the best position uh, bike-wise because it, you, you're definitely going about this the hard route, having to work multiple jobs, doing it on your own dime. And, yeah, man, that's that's a, it's really impressive that you're pushing through all that and trying to – pursue your dream yep i figure uh you know try to do the best i can and you know see where it goes from there i feel like i have the talent i feel like i have the work dedication i'm missing a little bit on the financial and sadly you know where the sport is right now that's key absolutely um i remember when i was on you know 50s 65s and 80s and stuff you know it was always the kids that had the heart that was getting somewhere and, you know, that truly is still the case. But there's a lot of people out there that have the financial backing that can do that. Um, you know, as motocross, you don't really hear about people. You know, you hear some people about injuries saying, yeah, you know, just couldn't take it, you know, concussions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really hear other sports saying, oh, I didn't have the financial backing for it. I didn't have the money. And, you know, and it, it really kind of shows how hard the sport really is, you know, physical and mental, too. Because that, uh, that takes a toll when you're sitting there, you know, maxing out credit cards to get <laughs> to the races going, wow, this is, I'm not making any money. This is a bad uh, business. Yeah. Yeah, especially outdoors because, yeah, there isn't a lot of money in outdoors, you know. I mean, if you can make the show in Supercross, you stand a chance to maybe at least get some of your money back. You can at least get home from yeah. there on that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I spent out of my pocket $3,000 for Colorado. Oh wow! Um, and that Damn. and that wasn't and that wasn't with my uh with my mom and uh, dad's money. Yeah, I spent and, like five hundred uh, just to come watch. And yeah, that, that about broke me for the year. <laughs> oh yeah, and I you know I got the the payment from the race, and I was like, oh god, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, that's what we hear. Hey, how much of that was just fuel getting there and back? Oh, uh, Justin fuel was like eight hundred dollars. That's crazy. So, Are you going to be riding out under the TPJ tent this year, or in eighteen? Um, it is a possibility. Um, depending on you know financial status and all that. Um, TPJ was a very awesome experience. Um, they got a good program over there. Yeah, uh, the program's really really good for someone that you know is at a training facility and could go out from there and fly to the races. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with my work schedule and uh, you know money i can't fly to races i gotta drive and uh the only way i was able to make colorado was i had some family out there that i was able to crash at their place and uh and go from there but um you know i would love to be able on the whole circuit and uh but you know you gotta work with uh what you got right now are you planning on trying to do uh, you know arena cross or something in the future to try to try to get into that realm maybe get your points for supercross yeah, that's a possibility. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe doing that if my, if I do have to get shoulder surgery, um, and I miss out on outdoors, I may have to do that. Um, the only thing is, arena cross requires 250, and I only have 450s. Gotcha. Um, may, have to, may have to trade one of them dudes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. So I still got the hotter still too. There you go. Do you uh, do you practice any Supercross, Arena Cross type stuff? Do you have somewhere to do that just for fun? Uh, no, not really. I have been on a Supercross. Um, I really like going down to LST Lake Sugar Tree Training Facility. Um, Ryan Smith. Um, I was uh one of Gary's uh young guys for a very long time. Still talk to him all the time. Um. So I go down there and ride sometimes. I've rode on the Supercross. Um, my riding style is more smooth and finesse, and I feel like I would really be good at it. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, having to be able to ride a Supercross and train for it and suspension. Um, right, right, yeah. You know, suspension is key. Um, yep. At Thunder Valley, my Honda was bone stocky except for suspension. I and remember suspension, that. Yeah, and suspension was not an A-kit either. That was just a, a standard, you know, revalve on Total Control. Chad Newton always uh, hooks me up and, you know, takes care of me. Um, but And then once I got my KTM, that was absolutely bone stock. I didn't touch anything. We uh, swapped sprockets when we got to the first national, which was uh, which was Bud's on the KTM. Bud's great. Wow. Yeah. Now, for nationals, do you, like, 
from standard, do you go up a tooth in the rear to something like that, or do you go down? How, how does that work for gearing for those tracks? Um, on the Honda, we went up to uh, 51 to uh, give the second gear a little bit more, um, a little bit more play. Mm-hmm. Um, the KTM, we stayed how it was. Um, I really like the bike, and um, I'm not a guy to really change things. I like to find a happy medium. Um, just because I haven't had the time to really test and figure out what I like the best. So right. I just kind of go, hey, I want to get a, you know, a basic kit and uh, and go with it. Well, I think that's what we hear. Like, there's a lot of guys that test a tremendous amount. But if you talk to a lot of the mechanics, they say, just find a good base and get comfortable and, and stick with that, you know. and it's that, So it sounds like you're at least in the right direction for outdoor stuff. You know, you found a base you like. And just go ride, you know, let you ride and do the talking mm-hmm. from there on. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we we don't have the time to really test and yeah. figure out, hey, this works. You know, you got to find what you what works and just go with it, you know, and try to better yourself. Um, you know, I knew exactly kind of why I didn't make the couple pro nationals after Thunder Valley. Um, was just I really feel like it was a lack of preparation. Um, I was making little mistakes, you know, tents here and there, and sure. that adds up. And, you know, those tents could be fixed from being able to ride more than once a week. And that's just including weekends. Um, right. You know, it was very rare to ride more than twice a week. Wow. Um, well, how how do you so see I, that changing in 18? I mean, because you obviously have to work a lot. What, what do you what, – yeah. how are you going to make that change? I uh, have a – couple little plans i don't want to jinx myself to um possibly become a boss of my own and uh try to uh cut out the top guy and uh make some money make some money to try to support this um because you know if you don't have what you need you got to figure out how to get what you need well, I tell you what, any of our listeners out there, you got money you just want to burn, or uh, do, you, do you want to help this this guy out? <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, you got a very fast, hardworking kid here that that deserves some help, and w- and would put that money to good use to get in touch with Logan. Yeah, or get in touch with us. I mean, on our social media, you know, some of some of our listeners, I know some of our listeners have a de- a decent pocketbook. You know, if you want to help out, there's yeah, bound to be get, one of you anyway. Hit us up, man, because I mean, <laughs> let this kid this kid's living his dream and. Hey, you know, something that you were just saying a minute ago made me think of uh, a podcast I was listening to earlier. Do you know who Gene Simmons is? I've heard of the name. He, uh, he plays bass. It definitely rings a bell. He plays bass in the band Kiss. And, I mean, there is no bigger band marketing-wise than Kiss. Every object in the planet has a Kiss logo on it somewhere, and this is all Gene Simmons. Anyway, he was doing an interview, and they were asking him, you know, how did you get to where you are now from where you started? And he said, man, basically, you know, you just have to want it. You have to tell yourself, I can do this. I'm going to do it. And that's that's the way it is because in the, the country we live in, we have every opportunity to get off our lazy asses and get what we want. Not that it's, we're calling you lazy. No, no. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying he's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. He's going after what he wants. Yeah, it's there for and you, buddy. And it's there for you, man. And you're taking the steps. You just said in a roundabout way about you know what you want to do with your future, maybe um, job-wise, doing something for yourself. And you can. So don't be scared. Do it. And, man, just go out there and kick ass. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I look at it this way. I'm going to take the risk when I can afford the risk. Absolutely. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, 
hey, I still got my job. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, racing isn't everything, but I grew up racing. Um, racing has kept me drug-free and alcohol-free all my life. Um, you know, in my family, there has been a past of, you know, alcoholics and addiction and all that. And, you know, it's kept me on the right track. Um, so, well, you know, you, I, I really... Well, we you, met your dad in Colorado, and he seemed like a really great man, and like he had a good head on his shoulder. So it seems like you got a good family structure. Oh yeah, yeah. I pretty much have everything I need except for uh, some time and a uh, financial. Right. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain, and you know, always sit there and go, "Oh well, they have this and they have that." I'm just going to, you know, take what I have and uh, do what I can. Well, I tell and you, at the end of the day, say, "Hey, I, I did the best I can." And, that's, you know, that's what happened. Well, I tell you what, man, good things come to those who go out and work their ass off for it, and that's what it sounds like you're doing. So we're, we're really pumped on you, and uh, we're going to check back with you in a few months, see how the shoulder's doing, and see what your progress is with your program. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd enjoy it. So. All right, Logan. Well, hey, man, we know you're a busy guy. You probably need some sleep. So why don't you <laughs> get, go ahead and go to bed, get some rest, put some ice on that <laughs> shoulder, and uh, get ready for the next day. Yep, absolutely. Well, I uh, really appreciate you guys inviting me on the show. I really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully to hear back from you in a couple months. You you definitely will, Logan. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks. You too. See See you. Logan France, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, guys, we're going to get ready for locals only here in just a second. So uh, give us a second, and we'll get our guest on, dude. Right on. Be right back. (laughs) Locals only, man. Get out of here. Go back to the valley, kook. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time. Locals only. And uh, no better guest than to bring on our own uh, sponsor, if you will. She's a supporter of the show. Her her graphics are probably second to none in the industry. There's some really high quality. She puts some really awesome design work in it. MX Girl Designs. Charlene Campbell. Cha-cha, what's up? Hey, guys, how's it going? Doing good, man. Just having a, another night of talking moto. Excellent. Seems, some good stuff tonight. Yeah, it seems to be about yeah. all I do these days is talk moto. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, lucky enough to have TLD's uh, Alex Martin on. That was pretty cool. And then we had a couple other – a privateer, Logan France, and we had um, – a uh, one of like the a rider a rider girlfriend rider girlfriend monster girl Dylan Osborne on, and uh, we're, we're saving the best for last. Yeah, with, uh, you, yeah. He was Mark was exactly. bragging on your graphics, you know, and I have two sets of <laughs> MX Girl Designs graphics. I keep saying I'm going to get some, but I just don't ride anymore. I need to get right. uh, need to get off my rear end and get those done. Well, but, I, I uh, love mine. Blacker. They look they Yeah, look for sure. So, well, I got two bikes in my garage. Both of them need graphics. So uh, I'm going to be getting in touch soon. But, uh, Cha-Cha, we want to hear about uh, this past weekend a little bit. Tell us about the uh, the vintage race at Rio Bravo. Oh, it was the, uh, the last round of ARMA, uh, their national series at uh, Rio down here in Houston this weekend, uh, kind of, you know, when it first started out, it was a decent sized event, but, uh, smaller for sure. And it's, it's grown every year. I'm not sure on the total numbers, but I want to say they had over 400 entries, uh, wow. Wow. over the course of the weekend. So, uh, it was a good time. How'd you do? Um, Pretty good. I won on the women's classes both days, and then on 
Saturday in the vintage bike, I finished uh, third overall in Sportsman 500 with the boys, and on Sunday I finished fourth overall in the over 40 intermediate class with the boys. So it was a good time. Now tell that that uh, bike you got to ride. I saw a picture of it on Instagram. Was it the the 500 class? Tell us a little about that. It was a, a pretty machine. That is a 1972 uh, CZ380. Uh, it's a big bore two stroke. Um, just a blast to ride. It handles well. The brakes work surprisingly good for a vintage bike, and uh, it has all the power you could ever want. I can imagine. Yeah. Did it did it just vibrate your teeth out, or was it all good there too? <laughs> you know, it's not too bad, really. That's uh, something you kind of get used to, I think, it, when you ride a vintage bike. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had the pleasure of riding some of the older bikes like like you get to ride a lot. You know, the oldest bike I've rode recently was Shan Garcia's 86 CR250, and that thing was awesome, but I haven't got to ride like a bike with dual rear shocks or, you know, <laughs> or something like that. I need, I need a turn right. on, on one of your bikes one of these days. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get on a vintage bike, and all of a sudden, I think, I feel like it makes me turn a little bit better just because uh, you go into a turn and the brakes maybe don't work quite as good, but <laughs> right. you're a little lower to the ground and you have a little bit shorter wheelbase, and they just, man, it's, it's like it's effortless a lot of times. You just think about it and they go. Nice. Good deal, good deal. So all in all, pretty pretty packed house this weekend and a good time, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time for sure. There was a whole bunch of people there. When it first started, you know, you could get there on a Friday and the place wouldn't be too full, really. Now if you show up later than noon on a Thursday, it's packed and you're kind of having a hard time finding a, you know, spot close to the track. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, did I see pictures of uh, some of our crew, some of the uh, guys with like a bar set up? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Team Cramp Bar was set up yep. in the uh, step-up where we always are, and somebody gave it the dubbed it. Uh, you could belly up to the step-up over there. So um, <laughs> it also may have hurt a few people one evening, possibly. <laughs> you guys definitely have a good time. When yeah. You, you know, in the few events that we've got to come out and enjoy, it's uh, it's a uh, like I think it was Shan or maybe it was Mike Hans that said, you know, it's basically a uh, – a party that happens to have a race? Yeah. Yeah, it's a party where a motocross race broke out. Right, yeah. So, uh, They're having a, a good a, time, you know. It's just, it's a good group of people to be with, and um, everybody gets along really well, and, you know, it's just a, it's just like hanging out with friends all, all weekend. Yeah, and you had some pretty big names show up, didn't you? Yeah, Steve Stackable was there. Yep. Uh, he came and hung out with us a little bit, and he rode. A, a few laps, and uh, Steve Wise was also there. They they did like a parade lap, and I think they each took a little bit of time on that new electric motorcycle, the Alta. Oh, cool! That was out. They had one out there, huh? Yeah, Larry Hughes was out there uh, selling test rides, I guess, or yep. giving out test rides. Uh, but uh, it looked cool. Yeah, that thing. Um, I think that thing has a future. Well. As much as I hate to say it, I think it certainly has a place, you know, especially within a a large metro area. Um, I personally can't see myself dropping 15 grand on a bike, but I guess if you got it, you might as well. I think you just answered my question. I was going to see, do you you see one for yourself in the future? But I guess no. (laughs) (laughs) 
not a chance. You could <laughs> buy a life. Pre, she's pre-mix know. only, dude. Pre-mix yeah. only. <laughs> exactly. Char's over the modern bikes. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you on that. I mean, I, I like not working on stuff. So modern bikes tend to work a little better for me, but it's so much more fun to ride an old two stroke any day of the week. Yeah. I mean, I have a modern bike. I have a 14 KTM 250 SX that I enjoy riding, but, um, you know, I don't see myself buying a new bike. I'm just like, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't know. That's an awful lot of racing tree fees or, yeah. you know, you could buy three vintage bikes for the price of a new modern bike. Exactly. That's true. That's definitely true. Well, Charlene, how's business going right now? You staying pretty busy? Yeah, I've been pretty busy. Um, always a, a lesson in time management, I like to say. And uh, that's still holding true. Hopefully get a nice push into uh, the end of the year and make it one of my best years yet, which is always the goal. So it looks like maybe that'll happen. Oh, good deal. Yeah. Well, I know you, you're uh, you have me on your list of to do with the Kyle Chisholm stickers that yes. I've requested. Yep, that's on my list this week, and uh, I got some other stuff. If Mark Poole ever decides to uh, use that template I sent him and draw me up some uh, yeah, ideas, that's uh, that that that's coming for <laughs> Mark's sure. Mark's not very good at pulling the trigger on things. Well. <laughs> I'm good at pulling the trigger on things. It like, talks about pulling the trigger. Well, I go, I just, I, I always mean well, and then I'm just dog tired every day after work. And I was like, never mind, I don't yeah, care right now. Charlene, get this. So, you know, and the, that's the whole reason I don't go to the gym. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like this past weekend, you know, there's a new track up in Canton, right, called the Edge. Yes, I know where it is. Okay, well that place is badass. First of all, I went this weekend, and you know, me and Mark talking all week about going. And well, here we, we go. We couldn't go on the same day, so I went Saturday. Sunday midday, I text him, you know, asked if he made it out there, and he hadn't even gotten out of bed yet. It's like lunch. I was out of bed. I just wasn't off the couch. You made it sound like maybe that's what it was. Either yeah. way, he he had a chance to go ride, and he just sat on the couch instead. I mean, what do you make of that? Oh, man. Mark, you just got thrown under the bus. Dude, I'm telling you, that's the second time on this show he's done it, too. It, uh, I don't know what else to say. I got We're no excuses. Weekend, yeah, we'll go this weekend for sure. So, it was a lot easier when I was just riding Jamie's bikes. I could just show oh, up. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But back hopefully, I'll have my new bike back this week. Yeah, what's up with that? I was told it'd be done today. Well, it sure looks good with those uh, graphics on it. Yes, it does. It, uh, it looks really good. You know, so. typically I go a lot of dark colors, and Charlene came up with a – there's a lot of white in that new one, and it, it wasn't my style, but, man, she made it look badass. It sure helps and, to trust the graphic artist, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she kind of knows what's happening. So, uh, no, yeah, for sure. I'm going to get some of the – get her to do a uh, like a – smoke that camel smoker cross thing you never oh, seen yeah. those hats yeah, or whatever yeah. the guy the, i know uh, know the guy a little bit right. and uh he sent me the uh some the low, you know files or whatever sure. get her to oh, make, yeah. that, make that old two-stroke look pretty cool so i think that'd be badass i'd like to do something like that well yeah. let's get on it then i'll uh it would be pretty i mean like i'll kind of give you just the reins you like hey, i'll send you what you got you tell me what you think looks good because as we've seen with Jamie's bike, you know better than yeah. we do. Well, I, I, I give her a lot of ideas, and then she does her thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does. <laughs> I, I'm kind of bad. Like, I draw the pictures, and this is where I want this, and this is where I want this. And then I go, yeah. but if you're, you know, you're the artist, and you do whatever you want. But Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> no, Jamie's been nice. She's let me make a couple changes. Yep. Instead of going, Wait a minute. That's not exactly what I sent over. Yeah. So. Well, I trust her, cool. though, and, and the product is still on the bike, which 
The last set of graphics I bought that was not MX Girl was another company that's well known. And the first time I rode, like they rode, they came right off. Like I was so pissed off. That's what I'm saying. And I, that I, might just be my poor application style, but. Well, hey, that's well, the deal. You MX Girl designs graphics, and and even you and even you could put them on there, and they won't mess up. You know, true that. So, <laughs> dude. Well, I appreciate that. I do have one guy that does some off road racing stuff, and uh, he sent me some pictures of his bike not too long ago. Those things have been on there for a year of uh, torques racing, nice. and they still Thank look good. So, Heck yeah. I mean, well, that's awesome, Charlie. Uh, we really appreciate what you do. We appreciate you supporting the show. And uh, I don't know that we've sent you a whole lot of business, but if you're listening, you need to get your graphics from MX Girl Designs. Yeah. She does a great job. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, however it works out is however it works out. I'm happy to help you guys because I think it's a cool thing that you do. And, you know, I don't always listen, but I sure yeah. listen when I can. Sometimes I'll just go ahead and start one while I'm working and, you know, laugh along or think, God, what did Jamie just say? Right. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking. No, I, I put my foot in my mouth sometimes. He will come up with some doozies, <laughs> but I can't really talk because I'll, I'll say some dumb crap yeah. quite a bit. But, uh, it happens. No, I, I, man. We are not professionals. No. I'm going to tell you what, any of you dummies out here listening that have bought graphics from her and did not tell her that you heard about her about her from us, come on, man. Come on, oh, man. man. You got to let us know, dude. But uh, That's right. I'd like to know. Yeah. But I'm sure you guys would, too. But, no, uh, we would, for cool. sure. We're going to keep pushing it no matter yeah. what. It's it's a product we can stand behind and believe in. And obviously, we, we know you, Text so it's based. it's a little more uh, you know a little more personal to us. But if you made a crappy product, which you do not, you make an excellent product, then we might not <laughs> keep it up. But, hey, <laughs> all props to you. You're the, one of the hardest working people in moto. You, you make cut, make graphics all week, design, then go race on the weekends. That's that's what it's about she for me. Like, twice as much as either of us oh uh, yeah, for sure. And I I, I have dude, I, I have all the the respect and admiration for you in the Jealousy. world for that. So yeah, that too. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so what's coming? Sure appreciate that. Oh yeah, Absolutely. for sure. What uh, what's coming up for you? You got anything? Any races coming up? Are you gonna take a break or? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe a little bit of break in the, is in order. Um, TVRC has got to. Uh, there's a TVRC race at River Valley, and then on the following weekend, I guess it's Thanksgiving weekend out at Village Creek, which I don't think I can make just because it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. Um, um, so, and I, I'm going to try to make uh, next week, but I don't really know yet about that either. And then I'm thinking maybe just a, a little bit of a break. I've done a bunch of racing this year, way more than I really planned on. So, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for just a little bit of a break and sure. kind of focus on MX Girl designs and, you know, try to finish out the year strong and, and see if I can come up with some good stuff for next year. Heck yeah. Hey, do you plan on going to Houston Supercross since it's back in your town or close to your town? Man, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of cocked to the old lady. I, I, I like watching from home where okay. I can fast forward through all the cha- commercials and yeah. My my beer doesn't cost ten dollars. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> well, we'll be down there that weekend, and I think that Sunday we're planning on hitting up Three Palms. Oh, excellent! So we'll have to get with you. Maybe we can at least grab a bite to eat or something. Yeah, for sure. If you're gonna ride, I mean, I know they usually have their post ride day there, so yep. uh, 
I would try to come out for sure. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll definitely uh, get together on that as we get closer, and I'll I'll holler at you at the end of the week and see uh, if you've had any time to get on my stuff, and if you haven't, no worries. I think I burned all your stuff, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna email you these logos I got and let you see what you think, and uh, you can just kind of take it from there. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. And I was gonna tell uh, tell you that uh, you might give Shand a little ribbon or something when you see him, or congratulations because I'm. I could be wrong, but I believe he wrapped up a national championship for almost what they call their pre-modern class on that uh, that newer CR that he rides. So oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to holler at him. Yeah, he might like to talk ear off a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, we may have to get him on, too, from yeah. here again soon. It's been a little while, so cool. Well, Charlotte, yeah. we sure appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you guys for calling me. It's always a good time. Absolutely. We always enjoy speaking with you, so uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. You guys have a uh, great week. You too, Charlene. You Thank well. you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Charlene Campbell, MX Girl Designs. Guys, if you need graphics for your bike, don't be a chump. Call her. I'm telling you, get with her. It's MX Girl on uh, Instagram. Instagram MX Girl. and she has Facebook. Yeah, um, MX Girl Designs on Facebook. That's G-U-R-L, yep. not G-I-R-L. Guys, you will not be sorry. She is very fair on on what she charges, and she puts an incredible product together. Yeah, and that goes for all our sponsors. I mean, if you guys if you guys like our show, it really does help that you at least let our sponsors know that you're listening. PMP Sprockets they they have a discount code. I think it's just under mine right now. It's Dark Side MX, but you get a little discount on that. Um, Shock socks through Tucker Rocky. You know, just all these guys that help us. Um, you know, if you're in the East Texas area, we got York Welding to Fab that does some killer well, stuff. I tell you what, think? if you want some shock socks, I know they carry them at Broadway Power Sports. Yeah, that's, so not, yeah, that's one of our sponsors. Go see those area. guys, man. And I'm telling you, if you need, uh, you know, you need gear, boots, yep. helmets, goggles, what safety wire, whatever, they have got all that motos. They've probably got 10 dirt bikes on the floor, too. Right. So if you need a new ride, go check it out. Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki. Check them out, man. Yeah. It's a, we've got some really great sponsors. Tell them we sent you. You probably get a little bit of a deal from them, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, I know some of you buttholes like Robert Wells and Shane Huff. You're listening. You got some money. You got some Buy a sprocket from PMP, damn it. What's the, what, what, what's the deal with, uh, with, 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 with uh, Shane Huff buying graphics from somebody else? Let's get on man, about I gave that. him crap about that. I think he got a sponsorship or something. I don't know. Oh, but come on, we, Shane. Um, we I'm may have kidding, to block buddy. him from listening to our show <laughs> if we can figure out how to do that if he doesn't use MX Girl. Oh, I'm telling you. Robert Wells, damn you, you better get some graphics yeah. from her. Even if you don't need them, just order a set anyway. Well, he's got two bikes. One of them right? can handle it. But uh, Yeah, you know. buy a new bike if you need. If you it, if you don't need graphics on the bikes you have, buy another bike so you can get some graphics. He, uh, he's telling me he finally, he, he, a thousand bucks later, got his 350 fixed finally. Jeez. That sucks. Yeah, I, I texted him when I got bike. to Glen Helen, and he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't make the trip. Yeah, he didn't oh, go. Man. I saw where Chris, the guy who was going to go with, was out in California, yeah. but yeah. I didn't. Uh, I noticed Robert didn't make it. He was texting me about riding, maybe riding somewhere yeah. that weekend or whatever. And of course, you know me, I didn't go. But well, of uh, course, it's <laughs> it's. Uh, Mark really doesn't even ride motocross. Neither does TJ. They just talk about it. I'm the only one that actually goes and rides. I go in spurts, man. There'll be what? There'll be weeks, months where you can't get me away from the track, and then there'll be weeks, months where you can't get me to go to one. <laughs> I don't understand it because I don't either. I eat, breathe, sleep, and shit motocross. That's it's what like, you say. Shut up. 
<laughs> and uh, well, that's why we do this show so we can talk about it. Because at least I'm not gonna ride. We'll right. talk about it. But uh, you know, great show tonight. And, uh, guys, we want to hear from you. Just talk to us. Whatever. Yep. Hit us on social media. Whatever. Re- retweet we're, it. We're we're nice people. We'll talk back with you. Download the show, and then have your wife download the show, and have your kids download the show. Help because, us out there, man. Yeah, that, get our numbers up. Yeah, for sure. Then I we saw, get more sponsors and maybe get you guys some more stuff that hopefully you will use also. Hey, I saw uh, – I just got tagged in something that um, – um, what's that What's that place up in um, Texplex? Oh, Texplex. Gonna, yeah, I saw that too. They got their track redone. I yep, think they're going to have yep. like a ride day the 9th or Dude, something in December. We've, we've been invited multiple times. It's just a matter of getting our schedule together where we can go. Well, yeah. I mean, normally we just we go pretty close to home, and that's yeah. a two-and-a-half-hour haul from us. And for me, I drive so every that, damn day. That, I, think, but... I put I put 300 miles a day on my work truck, right. so I'm over it. But, we, but at the same time, what I was going to say is it's on a Saturday, I think, and I didn't think about it before I just told them I'd come. Peak season starts for me this coming up week, oh. so I'll be working every Saturday. So it'll be Sunday. You. you and TJ got shitty jobs. Yeah, Sundays on. Well, it's all, I only have to do it for four weeks. Right. So and I'll make you. I'll make some damn coin during it too, and I can buy my daughter more fucking dollhouses. Mm. So uh, and I told our kids that we like were that. each going to buy our own presents this year. I'm buying mine. Amber can buy her own. I told the girls you can buy your own. And they said, "Well, we don't have jobs." I said, well, that sucks for you. You're not going to yeah. get much presents in. But I'm buying me what I want, and your mom's buying you what this her, this. You're a diva. No, I'm just I like messing with the kids. No, I hear you. No, I, if they I get, tried that shit, my, if I tried that shit in my house, death, <laughs> death. Uh, well, I might not wake up. My wife is all about her some Christmas, and we well, don't then have. Your wife, excuse her money. Yeah. yeah, my money's going to racing. Sorry. Well, it, it, obviously, <laughs> it's not her money; it's I'm our kidding. money. See, that, you know? that that's a whole other subject, but I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I did that with yeah. my first marriage and i'm not doing that again i'm in the trap dude i ain't getting out of that one my money's my money your money's your money (laughs) we split the bills evenly yeah whatever you have left over you do whatever you want with yeah whatever i have left over i do whatever i want with yeah it just works better for me because my first we're getting off subject but my first marriage my first wife bitched every time i spent money on something that she didn't want me to spend money on well it didn't matter if i spent six dollars on something it was like that could have went to this I'll never do that again. Yeah, tough shit. I'm doing what I want. I do. I'm cool though, man. I'll talk. Yeah. Hey, can I get this or do you, is it cool? And see, I, I just I, she asked me too, and I always tell you, you don't have to ask me nothing because right. I buy enough dirt bike shit yeah, exactly. that you don't have to ever ask me. There's always but, something showing up on my front porch. Oh, uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> I gotta buy spokes for that freaking. I gotta buy both wheels for that uh, CR250. Just w. To, well, I got to get spokes. I can just get the spokes from them. I already got a good wheel set on it. You. But I, I was going to swap. I wanted to – this be expensive, but I wanted to swap the rims, put the black ones on the RMZ. Yeah. The, uh, I don't – I'm probably not Do it. Do well, we'll see. Anyways, guys, big shout-out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, York Welling, and Fab MX, Girl Designs. Call her. Get graphics on your bike. It will look better. Yeah. Uh, TPJ Racing. Love those guys. Ted Parks for president. He is uh, probably the best dude in motocross, one of them for sure. We want to thank Alex Martin, Dylan Osborne, D- um, Logan France, and Charlene Campbell for coming on tonight. And Jamie, it was a good time, man. Yeah, man, good times. I hope the sound- show sounded okay. I hope it just recorded. Again, like I said last time I did this, if the, sound- the show sounds good, it's because I'm awesome. If the show sounds like shit, it's because TJ wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> So. Nope, the show sounds awesome. It's because TJ wasn't here. No. That too, yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. I'm kidding. We All miss right. you, TJ. All right, All guys, right. Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See you.